Satanist, but okay. Listen, Go I've ahead. got a friend. i got a friend uh-huh. with the tail of a, sh- a Shetland pony sticking out of a curtain at a voting booth. Wow. This is a very serious <laughs> matter. Oh, my. Oh, it's serious, all right. Some serious BS, that's what it is. One guy brought his rotting grandmother to the polling place to fill out her ballot. She had no skin on the left side of her face. She was clearly dead, and nobody's reporting it. Oh, wow. Okay. Nobody. These people that's too ill to understand that this election is over, just go on and give it up and be finished. Lady, please. Hey, I saw Hillary Clinton putting hot sauce on all the Trump ballots, and she ate them. Why are you still talking about Hillary? The last four years has been Donald J. Trump. Well, how do we know that ghosts didn't vote? You know, you, you don't think the ghosts of JFK wouldn't vote for Biden? Let's talk about this illegal election. Don't be playing with me. This stinks, and I don't like it. I mean, really? I'm calling for trial by combat. Hi-ya. All right. Oh, ha, hey, oh, ooh, ouch. All right. Back to the Capitol building. I just want, it's, it's time to be done with whatever's going to happen. And let's move on. Right. Good show. 40 farts later, they put him on mute. Wow. Uh, 40 farts, at least, I counted. Wow. Let's go to a couple of callers now that I have the phones fixed. Let's go to Phyllis. Phyllis is in New Jersey. Hi, Phyllis. Hi, Howard. Uh, thank you so much. Listen, this is ridiculous. They have to, uh, once, once the House votes to impeach him, they can prosecute him after he's in, after the vote is in. They did it once before in history. And I personally do not want to be paying him a million dollars a year, Secret Service, for the rest of his life while he plans another coup. This is fucking ridiculous. They should immediately, impu- uh, you know, well, the vice president right now doesn't have the courage, but they should do both routes and get him out of office. This man is a dangerous person, and people have got to take this seriously. Well, they absolutely have to take it seriously. There's a dead police officer. Well, you know Uh, what's also ironic? The uh, flag at the White House is at half staff for the slain officer. Well, yeah, so they probably made him do it. Somebody else probably did that. They probably just sneak in and do that. Exactly. uh, It's ridiculous. I mean, I don't want to be paying this man just a million dollars a year. It can be the done right after thing would, The right thing to do would be, forget about the Democrats. The right thing would be if the Republicans, all the, all the sitting Congress people, senators, they choose someone to go up and say, look, it's over, pal. You got to leave. And, Even uh, some of those Supreme That's Court justices he just appointed, it would be great if they no. said, look, yeah, Mr. President, it's time for you to go. No, the, the only thing, the only people that hold anyone accountable are Twitter and Facebook. I mean, you know, it's so ridiculous. Well, that the was the other thing. I was like, the president's yeah. punishment is being given a timeout on Twitter and Facebook. It's insane. All right, Phyllis, I hear your anger, and it's it's not uh, something I don't feel, too. Uh, there's a whole bunch of people on the phone want to talk about this stuff. But uh, I don't know what's to say. I mean, I've, I think I said it all the, in terms of what I feel. I think you get what I feel. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. outraged. I'm upset that uh, there's nobody. And it just seems like and I, and I, and I pin this on Republicans because they could uh, turn on him, but they, they don't. And um, some some there has to be some sort of morality. Well, that's the thing, you know, at this point in time, you would hope 
that the Republicans and the Democrats could get together to find a solution to this situation. And that isn't happening. No. As we continue to talk about how we need to unify, we can't even unify over the overthrow of the government. Let me, um, yeah, which is crazy. I, I don't know what happened in this country, but it's really depressing. Let me read you some of the fan feedback uh, here. See what I got? Yeah, here we go. A lot of people uh, wrote in about radio giveaways. I was just talking about uh, we gave away salami at <laughs> WNBC. That's <laughs> still amazing. I don't know what's more amazing, the overthrow or giving away a salami. Some guy wrote me, he said, I'm in the automotive parts business. When your mom won the can of STP oil treatment many years ago, the item was retailing at $1.29 per can. <laughs> the gross jacket they were giving away was probably worth about 4 bucks. Your mom threw away a $5 worth of quality merchandise. No wonder your dad was pissed. The point was, we got a consolation prize. That was for losing the contest. Yeah. We, you know, that was our consolation prize. And like I said, even the, the motor oil treatment was somehow punctured because oil was all <laughs> over the place. In fact, the cleanup cost more than the prize. Maybe that was for losing, yeah. you know, like, let's fix her. She lost. <laughs> let's puncture this can. Other people wrote in with their stories. Uh, of course, the, the, uh, the guy wrote in about winning a salami off our show. In 2005, I went a trip to Mexico from the station you were on in Dallas. The resort they put us up was hit by a hurricane, Hurricane Emily, on the third day of our vacation. It was the worst <laughs> vacation of my life. <laughs> That's like uh, the three-hour tour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your life is in danger. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I went a boat ride and I got caught in a tsunami. <laughs> Um, Gary's vinyl, a lot of feedback on that. I took oh, a big yeah? hit on that one. Yeah, uh -oh. I took a big hit. Gary's beloved uh, hobby of alphabetizing his collection of vinyl records. I, I think it's just a waste of time. I, I, I expressed my thoughts bravely, I thought. Uh, a lot of fans thought I was in no position to comment on Gary's hobbies based on what I do in my downtime. Dude, you watch The Bachelor. Leave poor Baba Booey alone with his hobbies. <laughs> well, I I propose to you that I watch The Bachelor, uh, and there's more to be learned there than alphabetizing my records. <laughs> Howard's hobbies are way worse that. than Gary's. <laughs> Howard's hobbies are way worse than Gary's. Painting, chess, women's television shows. Get a fucking life, man. You have no room to talk. I, I disagree. Painting is being a creator. Uh, chess is being a creator. You're actually creating a better mousetrap. All of these things um, are are way better hobbies than alphabetizing your They require your skill, and you're That's trying right. to improve on that. Some fans even think that I desire to see Gary unhappy. Howard's oh. obsession over goofing on Gary's vinyl is so sad. <laughs> Gary doing something that makes him happy must really aggravate Howard. Gary enjoying anything is Howard Stern's kryptonite. I can't argue with you on that. That's true. I do not like seeing Gary enjoying himself. I've always, as long as Gary has worked for me, I've always felt Gary is not working hard enough. I don't know that that's true, but that's how I feel. He should be always working <laughs> on my behalf. There should be no downtime. And so when I hear these dopey leisure activities, Gary. I think to myself, he could be working. Gary!
Gary is miserable enough, Howard. Why do you have to make him more miserable? Gary just had double knee replacement, and his entertainment options are limited. Aside from making Gary happy, people buying vinyl helps record labels stay in business. Lay off already. I don't know. I just think it's dumb. Howard, I alphabetize and chronologize my pieces of vinyl (laughs) so I can find what I want to listen to quickly. What's the big deal? The big deal is they've invented uh, a way to stream music. You don't even, you don't even need vinyl. You're such an advocate for the gay community and fighting for their rights to be happy and accepted by society. Why can't you give Gary that same respect when it comes to his love of vinyl? Because Gary isn't being ostracized for his love of vinyl. Except here. Well, yeah, of course. Everywhere else you know. he's fine. Like Gary tells, like, like Gary told me that he watched six different channels of news coverage on Wednesday for eight hours. And I admit, I watched maybe an hour of the news. But Gary just seems to have endless time. And it annoys me. I don't know. It annoys me. It does. And I'm being honest about it. It's six different channels of news coverage for a total of eight hours straight. Means he had nothing to do. Nothing. Well, that's not true. I mean, first of all, I ate dinner in there. But I mean, I couldn't take my eyes off what was going on. If you're not eating, you're busy watching uh, shows. And sometimes you're doing that together. (laughs) Right. That is true. But it was affecting the entire world. And, and also there's a part of me that like felt like, Hey, for work, I need to be well versed on this. But yeah, I couldn't stop watching it. I was but, on but, CBS. But, you, but NBC, what the problem ABC. is you go around bragging about it when you go, I watched eight hours of straight news coverage on six different channels. And I'm like, gee, I don't hear anything about work in there. You know, you know what I mean? For me as the boss, it's hard. It's hard. That's everybody, all. I have a hard everybody time. on the show brags about stuff in the sense of, um, I see. Trying to get on the air with stuff. I thought it was funny for the air. And and okay. people who feed you that I'm bragging about it know that better. Okay. Fair enough. Well, general- uh, there are two things that haven't been mentioned today about, you know, the what went on and the reaction to it. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger put out a, what was it, 27-minute, 37-minute video? No, it wasn't thirty. So I watched the whole thing. I would say, I would say it was about. I heard somebody. I, I, it looked to me minutes. like it was seven minutes. Yeah. When I was watching it, but I heard somebody else give it a, a large number. It was great. But anyway, he, it was not only great, but then he took out the Conan sword. Yep. And I thought he was going to declare that he was going to go after all the radicals. It looked. But that instead, way. he made an analogy. Right. Now that was great. And then I thought Yoko Ono made the best statement of all. Did you did hear she what she said? No. No, she, what did she say? You don't know? Do no, you I don't it? know. Because I, I sent don't. it to someone. And you know sent what they did? Nick. They lost it immediately. Good. <laughs> <laughs> what what did no. she say? What Yoko always says. They put the mic, you know, she got a mic and she said, this is her reaction to the insurrection in um, Washington, D.C., and she went, ah! 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 <laughs> <laughs> Really? I'd like uh, to yes. hear that statement. I sent it to someone. Wow. I didn't right, get, get that it. to you? I'll get it. Because I'm not doing the exact thing that she does. But, you know, I think it's very important that it be exact. I said, yes. 
Could you never do that impression of Yoko again? <laughs> I had to lower the... I almost burst an eardrum. Whoa, uh, here's... You're like Tarzan when you do that. <laughs> An amazing impression. Um, here's a, well, I'll get that tape, Robin. And then there's okay. a montage of uh, Gary on the shows he watches. This is from the wrap-up show. Uh, <gasps> here he is bragging <gasps> about all the shows. I'll tell you what. I generally watch CBS News at 6 o'clock every night. That goes into 6.30 CBS National News. I watch some of it. And then I try to watch, uh, it's Darry Alexander and Steve Lacey at 10 o'clock. And I do try to watch Vice News every night if I can, but I don't always. Now you're also a big CBS Sunday morning guy, too. Oh, yeah. That, that I watch in also 60 minutes. Right now I'm, I'm hung up on, uh, what's the show? Uh, the Looming Tower. I didn't even get, go down the list of sitcoms. Okay, so starting on Monday, I, go, I went down yesterday, but I watched aye, Silicon aye. Valley, and I watched John Oliver. Love both those shows. That's an hour. Then I go take a shower, then my wife and I eat, I do a little bit of work, and then we go upstairs, and that's usually right now, it's um, Homeland? Homeland. Okay. And then if we have time after Homeland, we'll try to squeeze in, uh, there's <laughs> a show on possible? Fox that I love called The Mick. Tuesday today, I'm going to watch, uh, can't decide possible? whether... There's a trilogy on This Is Us right now, or I haven't watched Law & Order in like two weeks, and uh -oh. I get very depressed that's if I don't watch that. That's your show. So it's going to be one of those. And probably maybe like uh, an episode of The Goldbergs or... Uh, uh, There's just no way, based on what we're paying him, that he's, <laughs> that he's doing any work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what? And he's, uh, he's thrilled with the quarantine. He's home all day watching TV. I'm telling you. You know, you don't hear, you know, he was, I did a little bit of work and then I got right back to TV. He's watching TV all day. And, you know, <laughs> Wait, hold on a second. I, I, I love mean, TV. The, let's cut the I bullshit love TV. for a second. I watched TV yesterday for an hour. Uh, I had an hour. I said to my wife, I want to watch The Crown. I was watching the, the last episode of the last season. And I said, I never have more time than one hour to watch TV. So I have to be judicious in what I choose to watch. This guy, he's got he's got seventeen shows he watches a day. <laughs> Do I get a chance to explain? I'm telling you, there's no way work is going on. And May plus, I how are you running your family life and everything else, Gary? I mean, I mean, well, first, to watch first that much all, TV. Does Mary hey, come and join all, him on the sofa and watch a little bit with him, and then go off to do something else? All right, hold on, hold on, everybody. <laughs> so first of all, the, the there was an hour of TV I was watching every day. I would get home at like 4.30 or 5, and then I would go downstairs and do an hour of either the treadmill or cardio or whatever. So there's an hour right there. You can watch three 22-minute shows in the time I was doing that. Then we'd eat dinner, and then Mary and I watch TV together. We There is no family life anymore. It's just <laughs> me and Mary. That's all we do. Yeah, but like, like on a given work week, don't you have to like bills and do uh, various bills things? Bills Saturday to morning. Those yeah. are Saturday morning. And, uh, you know, listen, I, I, I spend a good hour, half hour to hour on the computer every night as far as, um, you know, there's mm. Dropbox and there's notes and there's stuff that we talk about internally. And there's, you know, right. there's a lot I of I just stuff. always have this calls, impression that you're not a lot doing of calls anything. to be returned. All right. Or, um, all right. All right. All right. Okay. I mean, thank gonna, you. you know. mm, okay. I just have this impression that there's nonsense I know, going on. And I don't know why. Night. And all the, uh, the organizing of the vinyl and the, the TV and the, Yeah, but you've you taken know, something that took three hours and turned it into a year-long process. That's a weird discipline. Fair enough. Thing. Fair enough. I don't want to argue. Evidently, I'm a dick. Everyone says I'm too mean to Gary about his hobbies. I'm not even sure organizing your vinyl's a hobby. It's just so stupid. <laughs> now stop. 
By the way, that wrap-up show, I never get to hear. Does he ever talk about me, or is he it's supposed to be about Howard Stern? I, all I hear about all is the his time. final. And, no, no, no. No, no, I about hear about you your TV shows. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, if you isolate one minute of everything, that would be totally the truth, yeah. and that's all it is. Just keep talking about me. You'll be fine. Even John Hines said to me, don't you think Gary watches too much TV? <laughs> now that's crazy. Right. To uh, talk- did John get excited when he heard, I'm trying to think of who it was I heard use the term jump the shark. Very famous political pundit yes. was talking about this whole thing and said, uh, if you will, this has jumped the shark. The president has jumped the shark. I, um, to talk about the love of vinyl is Gary Audiobook. He wants to uh, talk about it and explain it to us. Please go ahead, Gary. Audiobook. First, I'd put a record on my parents' record player. Then, after a verse, I'd lift the needle and write down the lyrics in my composition notebook. I repeated the process over and over for hundreds of songs. I also hmm. began to study liner notes. I like knowing who guessed it on which track. It was important to me to see that on one of Linda Ronstadt's songs, Andrew Gold did the claps in the background. Hmm. Amassing a record collection became my all-consuming hobby. From an early age, I thought of myself as a collector. I even used my mowing money to buy rock and roll trivia books and plastic sleeves for all my albums. Look, if you wanted them to sound good, they had to be handled correctly. When I was in seventh grade and Stephen moved out of the house, he gave me the collection of records he kept in his orange crate. I put every piece of music I owned into the crate, alphabetically by artist, then chronologically. I can Jesus. still picture the cover for the Allman Brothers. Uh, all right, I got to hang up. Uh, what, it's I been mean, a lifetime of organizing vinyl. Why not just spend that life like learning how to play the guitar and getting a band together? I mean, what is he's so, he's so involved with this vinyl? <laughs> it's so moronic. I don't understand it. I mean, I had records when, you know, that was the thing. And I don't have any. You know why? Because they invented something so much easier. It's so convenient. Whatever I want, I just stream it. I don't even have to have a record collection. And I don't know that I, when I had records, I didn't like, I mean, I had them in order, I guess, some order, but it wasn't all that big a deal. Uh, I don't know. It's too much involvement with liner notes. Why does he want to know that Andrew Gold clapped on the Linda Ronstadt? What is that? What is, go clap. Someday somebody's going to ask that question and he will have the answer. You know when they're going to ask him on his deathbed? They're going to say, Gary, <laughs> now that you're dying, do you really think that that was a good way to spend your time learning what Linda Ronstadt did in the studio with Andrew Gold? I mean, what, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. I I know. Don't write me about this. Gary has his thing. I'm happy for him. God bless. I just don't get it. Let me ask you a question. Is it better to just focus on one artist? If you're going to be obsessed with music of something and not play it necessarily, but you want to somehow associate yourself with music, is it is it okay if it's just one artist and you know everything about that artist? No, it's not okay. You know, listen, I love more music more than Gary does. You know, in a sense, I, I mean, I went into a business that plays music. Like when I, when I started in radio, I was a music DJ. Uh, I was more interested in announcing and furthering my career than the, the, the careers of these musicians. But I, I am, <laughs> I'm a person who loves music and musicians and what they do. I mean, over the weekend, I um, 
I was marveling at one of the clips that we had. Again, it was Michael Anthony. I am obsessed with Michael Anthony of Van Halen. I love Michael Anthony, and I'll tell you why I love Michael Anthony. Not only is he a great bass player, but when he sings with Sammy Hagar, you know, the, Sammy goes, "Come on, baby," and then and, and then and then and then uh, uh, Michael Anthony comes in and goes, "Finish what you started." He like doubles the <laughs> he does harmonies, and he does it so fucking well, and he's so relaxed with that bass guitar. It's almost like it's an appendage. It's not even a guitar. He just is playing and singing, and I watch the guy. I am obsessed with how talented the guy is. I really am. And I love when Sammy's singing. I love when they go to Michael Anthony and just when he doubles the voice. Go watch all the clips we have of, um, of, of Sammy Hagar, Michael Anthony in our studio uh, with The Circle, their new band. He, he's such a talent, and he's one of those talents. It's kind of like Fred in my mind. Fred is in a grandstander. Fred is a huge talent. He does great things on our show, but he never wants credit. He does it in the background. He plays the, the sound effects. And when he's not there, you all of a sudden realize it. You know, when his, when his Zoom craps out, you know he's not there because he's just part of the mix. And Michael Anthony is the same way in Van Halen. Comes in with a great bass line. He's, you know, he's playing that bass. And then he sings with Sammy. And he makes it look effortless. That's brilliant. I like it. Like a maniac, I watch that. This is the clip. He's the coolest guy in rock, Michael Anthony. I really mean this. I'm not bullshitting you. I bullshit you not. Wait till they get to the part where Michael Anthony comes in and doubles Sammy's voice. The bass is already there. Right. That's Michael Anthony right there. I love it. I love it. Join in, Robin. Go ahead. <laughs> Beautiful. I love her singing. <laughs> it makes you want to say it does. All right, all right. Thank you. All right, there you go. It's great. It's great. Oh, here's Ralphie boy. Ralph was busy texting me. He was all fired up. He sent me the Arnold sure. Schwarzenegger clip. He sent me the... Uh, what else did he... He sent me a bunch of other I, clips. I, I don't know. I don't know. I was on... I, I, I mean, it, it's insane. And listen, I don't even watch as much TV as Gary, and that's all I do is watch TV. <laughs> right. You have no job. <laughs> he has no job that he doesn't watch as much. And I'm Ralph ashamed of it, by the way. I wouldn't tell anybody except it just came up. Right. I don't know, Gary um, seems to be proud. Yes. 
I, I, can I say a couple of things real quick? First of all, you hear this rap now. Everybody's saying there's no time. You know, we have to heal the country. Bullshit. There's time. I mean, Trump found a way around everything. The Democrats got to fucking pony up and find a way. Just fucking lock him up. I don't get it. And then they excuse these people for their stupidity. Like they were lied to. You know, I was lied to, too, but I wasn't dumb enough to believe the bullshit. I mean, it's not an excuse. All right. Ralph fired up, and uh, I can't say I disagree with him. feeling on the whole situation. Yeah, and you know what else is making me nuts? These Capitol cops, people are blaming them, like they're taking selfies and stuff. Fuck, man, if that angry mob came at me, I'd be be right with them. I'd let them in. I'd shine their shoes. They were going to kill people. Right. Yeah, nobody's going to make you a cop. Don't worry, Ralph. You don't think they're going to deputize Officer Ralph? (laughs) Oh, listen, Robin, I was ready to run down there and start... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the a counter-revolution all right ralph thank yeah. you there's ralph sorello who is uh, sitting at home and fantasizing about what he might uh be doing uh to donald trump and uh and, and to the people who were down there all the the dummies and we got a whole get fooled by the lies those people were dumb some of them were even interviewed and they they sounded ridiculous um okay here is uh Let's see, after the recent events at the Capitol, Yoko Ono retweeted audio of herself screaming when Trump was elected in 2016. So this is this is what you were referring to, yes. Robin. Um, so here we go. She didn't even bother screaming. She just retweeted a scream from the past. Yes, yeah, she had already made her statement. Oh, my God. Wow. No offense, Robin. She might be better at this than you are. Well, I told you I wasn't doing an exact. I was. I couldn't remember all of it. Right. <laughs> I was even wow. not on the right pitch. <laughs> Jesus. This is her Hey Jude, by the way. This is sold many copies. But doesn't it sum up how you feel? That's an awesome. It does make sense. <laughs> The first time I've agreed with her. Last Wednesday, I'm still in the fan feedback. Sal shared a story about telepathically connecting with a squirrel. Uh, Most of our listeners are infatuated with his seemingly endless well of wild stories and crazy beliefs. Sal is amazing. How a grown family man gets on national radio and says, I locked eyes with a squirrel and communicated with him (laughs) is beyond me. Thank God for Sal. Howard, I would love an hour of Sal daily. No jokes, no bits, no prank calls. Just his thoughts, his feelings, his fears, and Fred sound effects in the background. He never ceases to amaze me. Essential tremors, astral projection, chakras. He doesn't know the meaning of those words, and he cannot pronounce transcendental. But God bless the new and improved Sal Gubernali. <laughs> Howard, I have a question. Did Sal eat a lot of lead paint chips growing up? He is completely out of his mind. That's a that's a theory that uh, that Sal somehow was diminished by pain yeah. chips. I, I believe yes. that. Yeah, could be. Ralph, we had you already. It's enough. What's up? You know, one more thing I love. Normally, I'd be incensed at all those people not wearing masks. But how great is it that those idiots didn't wear masks? I mean, you, you couldn't get better pictures of them. <laughs> I know. The one time they should have been wearing masks. All right. Exactly. Very good. Glad you called Thank that. You. Uh, Ralph seducing us with information. It's fabulous. 
Um, and finally, in the fan feedback, Robin, fans seem to love the most from last week's show. Uh, Bill from Arizona, who called in at the end of the show. We couldn't get past the, hello, this is Bill from Arizona. We never really found out what was on his mind. Howard, the ending of the show on Wednesday was the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. I was almost on the floor dying. When Bill from Arizona could say nothing but hello, 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 this is Bill from Arizona. <laughs> that was Howard, a great call, yes. That's a great call, a fabulous call. Probably the best call of uh, of this year so far. Thanks for ending last Wednesday's show on a high note. Busting uh, poor Bill from Arizona's balls had me rolling. This kind of spur-of-the-moment comedy is the best. People seem to like spur-of-the-moment comedy. Oh, my God, you guys are killing me with Bill from Arizona. This is the funniest shit I've ever heard. Uh, the audience also seemed to love all the hijinks that resulted from Bill from Arizona. Bill from Arizona was very funny, but I like Bill from Barcelona even more. <laughs> Uh, the hidden gem from Shuli as the tan mom puppet during the brilliant segment. I paid my water bill. Yes, there was a lot going on, a lot to dissect. And finally, oh my lord, the numerous bill from Arizona call-ins all at once had me laughing so hard I was crying and almost wet my pants. Great radio, good. Okay, glad we made somebody happy with Bill from Arizona. Let me do a little bit of an obituary here. Uh, we do have some obituaries, Robin, that uh, I really? should mention. Yes. I want to commend uh, also the New York Times. They've been doing obituaries of people who die from COVID-19, and it's staggering the amount of talent and people that we've lost. And they continue this feature, and I happen to like it very much. I applaud that because uh, it reminds you and puts into uh, some sort of uh, uh, some sort of thought that hits home when you see who these people are that are out there dying of COVID-19. It puts a face on people. Yeah, a context. Because this nefarious number means little to people who have not had a loss from COVID. Well, we've lost uh, we've lost some people associated with our show, and I'll tell you who they were. But first, I do have to tell you about. I uh, said to uh, Beth, made a big announcement to me, my wife, yesterday. Said she uh, was she believes her period was starting, and. Uh, you know, this is the problem when is you marry a younger woman. Is this something you want woman. to announce on the radio? Yes. yes, I do. I was quite <laughs> upset about it because I was looking for bang o'clock. <laughs> and she announced our period was starting. And um, I was a little bummed. And I, and I said, this is the problem with marrying a younger woman. And then, then, you know, she's, she's got a couple of years younger on me and she still gets her period. And um, so bang o'clock didn't happen. And I said to her, you know, my birthday is on Tuesday. And I said, well, whoa. I said, I'm having sex on, on Tuesday. That's part of the ritual. And she goes, I don't think you are. <laughs> she goes, no, she goes, oh, come on, come on, come on. No! Can't you delay your birthday celebration? Well, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to. I like having sex with women so much that I don't care what you're on, your period, uh, <laughs> your vomiting. I don't care what you're doing. I could I could definitely be with you. But it doesn't matter to you how the woman feels? Well, I guess on some level it does because I, I certainly don't pressure my wife. I, I go, okay, she's not comfortable with that. She doesn't like it. She doesn't want to be, uh, let's say, unclean. So, um or whatever. Well, it might also be that, you know, physically it's a, a, it's not you a know, fun not time. The, she's having a, yeah. 
No, so I accept it. But it's a shame that on my birthday, she couldn't have planned this. A little now, bit. last week, it mm-hmm. was just last week. We got a problem. Go ahead. That you said birthdays are for kids. Yes. And you're sick of people with their birthday celebrations. Well, you know what? I have to tell you, I stand by that, but I like rituals. On New Year's <laughs> Eve, I like banging my wife. I like uh, banging my wife on my yeah. birthday. You know, it's a treat. Yeah. It's a treat. So rituals, okay. Birthdays, not. Right. Party. You know, I, I really don't want any kind of recognition of my birthday whatsoever. It's depressing at this point. And <laughs> it really is. And um, but my kids are so sweet. These girls of mine, my daughters, dad, we, we always uh, Zoom together. Yeah. Uh, we try to Zoom, you know, on the weekend. Dad, we're having a Zoom birthday party for you. <laughs> and we're calling it a Zoom hot water party. Everyone is bringing hot water for the ah. birthday party. Normally, people would have alcohol, but this was a Zoom hot water party and in light They're of the gonna fun drink I what have. you drink. Yeah. 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 <laughs> God help you if you're my kid. But uh, anyway. <laughs> so the girls got me on the Zoom yesterday and they planned this whole thing that was so great. I have to say it was the most fun thing ever. They made a game show. Oh. And yes, with graphics and everything right on Zoom. Wow. So creative. Yeah. It sounds it. And they created this game where they took things from my life, like lists. Um, Dad, what are your favorite um, meals to eat? What are you? And it were like seven choices, or one of them was terrible. Was who are your favorite people to work with? You were ah. even on the list, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I had to, and you, so I had to put things in order. And then it was Ooh. their job to guess what order I put them in. This was a uh-huh. very involved game. Very I like that. It, it was a great game. It was a ton of fun. And I really, afterwards, the, the game lasted an hour and a half because we were laughing so hard. Uh, that uh, it, was, it was just the four of us playing this game. And it was the most wonderful day. It really was. It was so great. It was so fun. And, I, you know, I just love those daughters of mine so much. They're so creative and 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 any day that's all about me, I always love, you know. Of course, yeah. So, so. <laughs> but really, I, I mean, they, it was so sweet. Because what is the best gift? The gift of giving up your time. They had to create this game, create the graphics, all this kind of thing. And they're all in different places. So they had to coordinate right. to get in front of a screen. It wasn't like you could just meet up and create this. Yeah. That's great. It was a great game. So uh, it was fun. And what was but, about uh, that list of who's your favorite to work with? <laughs> guess who came out number one? <laughs> Fred. <laughs> Close. <laughs> uh, you did. You came number one. Ah. But you know, and they guessed it. They, they, you know. But it was great. They at got the, the end complete of it. right order of everybody. No. Ah. Benji came in number five hundred. I felt bad for him. <laughs> No, but and there's not but, even uh, 500 people on the staff. <laughs> no, but uh, but but it was a great game. And then at the end, they added up the points, and then um, and then they they were evaluated on how well they knew me. 
That's so funny. Yeah, it was great. It was so, I mean, I, I love those kids so much. And it apparently me. they like you a bit. Yeah. <laughs> they, 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 what they didn't know is whoever won the game gets all my inheritance. That's it. Oh, you're like uh, King Lear, are you? <laughs> right, right. No, actually, I'll tell you the truth. The winner uh, got a salami. Salami <laughs> from NBC. And a three-hour right. tour. Yeah, I had one. A three-hour tour to one island. No, it was great. It was great, and it was a lot of fun. And and that was that. And Beth even said to me, "What do you, you know? What do you want to do for your birthday?" I said, "Listen, I don't want. I don't want the best birthday present for me is not to be bothered by anyone. Just leave me alone. Don't acknowledge this thing. It's over." Where I, I'm at, I sent you a birthday present, but I don't know if you'll alone. know it's from me. Let me alone. Let me well, you know, you there's you? a weird thing you do. I have to <laughs> admonish you. You, you don't put your name on anything. You just send well, gifts. This year, I especially I can't get them and then oh, send on. them. I Stop. have to send them directly. Yeah, and, but you put and, you, you can well, send a note inside. There's ways of doing that. I do that. I, I write out a card. Companies. Oh, stop. And I meant to send you a card, but then the world blew up. I don't want a card. I was going to send you a card telling you these were for me. Don't send me anything. (laughs) Well, they're already there, I'm sure. Are they? Yeah. There's your music. That's that's a gift (laughs) enough. (laughs) Well, it was actually, I sent you some things based on what you've been talking about lately. Oh, is that right? Yeah. What have I been talking about? Well, that you're stretching now. Oh, geez. And that, you know, sometimes you're uncomfortable oh, you after a workout. You are nuts. Okay. I just realized what happened. <laughs> we, you know, sitting in my garage at these, like a yoga mat and a yoga block and stuff. And I said, I said to myself, Beth goes, what is this stuff? She goes, I'm going to throw it out. I said, no, no, keep it because I got an, I think it's from a new sponsor. They, it's a yoga company that you can take online yoga classes. So let me let me look through it. That's from you. That's from me. What is the matter with you? <laughs> we don't. We almost threw it right out. I'm like, I, I told said, you, it? I didn't. I, all of a sudden, I was stuck watching the world explode. Yeah, but and Robin, I didn't get around to writing the card. Oh, come on, come on. What? You can't send these gifts. They end up in the garbage if you do that. You got to hear this. You know, forget it. I'm not even. What? Gonna, I'm not. What? I'm not going to get it. Because there's another thing there. Did you know? I mean, it's I not just know. the yoga stuff. What is? I it? hope you didn't throw out the the thumper. Probably... Thumper. <laughs> What's a thumper? It's this massage thing that you're supposed it's to use probably, on your muscles to yeah, help you probably relax. Probably in the garbage. It's probably oh, in the garbage. Oh, stop it! That was well a done. lot of money. What's the matter with you? <laughs> matter with you you gotta put your name on things oh, make it clear it's not an, the money it's, it's an unusual year even if i do put my name on things you sometimes miss it here's brian he's a dc police officer uh, hi brian it would be good to hear from you hey now, you had, hey now what's up brian hey so i was a former dc uh, police officer i uh left to uh join another agency i worked for the department for many years and uh, I have a little take on, um, I think, kind of the uh, the breakdown of what uh, the security failure uh, within the Capitol Police there. 
Um, okay. I think that there was a lack of I think there was a lack of uh, preparedness uh, on the Capitol Police's part. Uh, you know, whenever we had these large events, there would be a uh, uh, a plan in place to make mass arrests. We'd have buses available. We'd have places to take people, such as the D.C. Armory, RFK Stadium, various. Uh, well, let me ask you something, Brian. I mean, I remember like two weeks before this thing, I remember reading in the paper and uh, discussing it that, you know, Trump was saying, hey, come to the, the Capitol on um, the 6th of January and it's going to be wild. And it was general discussion amongst the public anyway that something was going to go down while they were trying to, um, uh, what's the word, ratify the election to, to, to certify. Make, certify, that's the word, certify the election that they were going to go down there and, 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 and wreak havoc. They were, they were saying it's going to be wild. Uh, come on down here. Uh, you know, we're going to, we're going to, you know, we're taking, uh, we're taking it to the streets. It it, it well, can't well, be that they it can't be that they were this unprepared unless it was kind of a an effort where the feds were told to stand down or something. I no, mean, the the actually the FBI in and the NYPD told them about credible threats and that they should right. be prepared. So who ignored it? Well, Howard, Howard, there there is a there's a difference between. Um, you know, D.C. police and, and, and Capitol police, uh, they, they always, at all times, there's, there's always threats coming in. Uh, there, there's, there's always intelligence. They have people that follow Instagram pages and follow uh, various websites. Yeah, but I, uh, I'm not a guy. Who, I don't know anything, and I, I don't have my ear to the ground, and I knew that this was going to be crazy. So I just assumed they were going to have a huge police presence, possibly the National Guard, to protect uh, this sacred place. I mean, I don't, I don't get it. Well, I don't know what the, the national guard was there, but the national guard was there to assist MPD. Uh, Capitol police didn't utilize the national guard until later. And that's uh, right. I know Ralph said that uh, Ralph said that he was there, uh, that if he was there, he would just open the gate. And, uh, you know, that, that's, that's kind of funny. Uh, you know, he'd shine their shoes. Uh, but, uh, in all reality, um, there needs to be multiple layers of protection uh, on that Capitol and um, the outer perimeter. Let me ask you something. Let me ask you something, Brian. They had no problem clearing peaceful protesters from that church when uh, when Donald wanted a photo op. Remember that whole incident? It was like done in three seconds. Boom. Uh, nobody got out of line because they would have gotten their head blown off. Um, uh, you know, yep. come on. Something's up here that that the whole thing stinks. Well, there's another thing that I don't hear anybody talking about. Usually when you're calling for a large um, gathering of people, don't you have to get permits? Yep. You do. And then there's an accommodation made for the number of people that need to be there for their security, for their ability to relieve themselves. All these things have to be in place. And that rally was meant for, the White House area, wherever they were down there where Donald Trump was speaking. They were not at the Capitol. And so when he unleashed them and said, go up there, march up there, that, it too, is breaking the law because there was no permit for them to go be at the Capitol. Right. And then, you know, of course, the Capitol was not prepared because 
nobody had said this rally was going to then move over to the Capitol. Uh, that's another good point. All right, Brian, thanks for the call. I, I, I mean, let me do an obituary or two here. You know, uh, last week I did an obituary for our dear friend Leslie West, one of the greatest guitar players, a member of Mountain, um, and personal friend of the show. But he wasn't the only friend of the show that we lost at the end of 2020. But he wasn't lost to COVID. Are these COVID deaths you're talking about? or um, I don't know. Let's see here. The first one I want to mention that we lost was uh, Paula Gloria. And you say, Robin, who, who is, is Paula? Paula? Right, right. <laughs> you're going to know as soon as I tell you. Um, Paula Gloria was that kind of hippie new age spiritualist who hosted a public access show called farther down the rabbit hole. And oh. she became, yeah, she became Sal, Richard and Sal love to call her to like prank yeah. phone calls and stuff. Uh, Richard always called in as rusty. It, just to refresh all your memories. Here's, here's an example. This is a time he called Paula to say he felt bad about prank calling her. And then, then he played drops of Sal's famous apology. You'll remember this one, but this was uh, this. She died. Listen For the to last that. few weeks, I had some extraordinarily lively calls. Some would call crank calls. So let's say cranky calls. Oh, here's a call. Let's see. Hello, caller. Can you hear me? Yeah. Hi, Paul. It's Rusty. What's on your mind, Rusty? You know, I'm, I, I heard what you were saying about the calls, and I know I've called and been a little goofy the last couple of weeks, and I'm feeling kind of bad about it. Tell me, Rusty, who are you? I'm just a fan of your show. I live here in New York, and actually, uh, it was me and my friend Sal. We, Sal called you a couple times, too, and uh, can I ask you a big favor, Paula? I'm a little nervous about you, Rusty. Can my friend Sal just apologize, too? I, just after the roll-in, okay? Well, here, Please, here. Rusty. He just Thank you. Say a quick hi. Hi. This is Sal Governale. Okay, I Sal. I apologize from the bottom of my heart. Sal, I don't want you to apologize from the bottom of your heart because you shouldn't have to say you're sorry. You had some wonderful reason for doing whatever you did. Unfortunately, but we I just... didn't represent myself properly on how I wanted to explain myself. Okay. It was simply a joke. I sincerely apologize over the fact that people were offended. Oh, well, thank you. I said you. a few comments that offended a few people. Okay, well, can you keep staying tuned, and I'm going to have a whole show on it, okay? Because I have a lot of provocative material right now. White women generally Please, please call back. Thanks. Sex. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> that was her. That's, oh, uh, so she's not with well, us anymore? She is not with us. I don't know what she, the, the Paula's cause of death was not released, so I don't know if it was COVID related. She was 68 years old. Mm. 68. What is yeah. that? What do you mean 68 years old? It makes me nervous. Right. Yeah. But she was too sweet to ever hang up. I like this woman. She was great because no matter what they were doing, she was just so sweet about it. Yeah, even crank calls. She started, they're cranky calls. Cranky you know? calls. She didn't want to call them crazy. <laughs> Everything I mean? is so sweet. <laughs> but, the, but, but if there is good news, the good news is she's finally safe from Richard and Sal, which is so sweet. <laughs> um, if, you were, if you were a listener back in the day, you would remember her catchphrase. Here it is. Mantra and Yantra creates Tantra. Ah. I That's didn't right. realize she was the author of that. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> Yantra and mantra. You add those two up, and what do you have? 
Tantra. Tantra. <laughs> which I don't even know what that means, but for a while on the show, we were playing that on a regular basis. Yes. Mantra yeah. and Yantra creates Tantra. We were so taken with this woman. We even, um, early on when we got here to Sirius, we gave her a show on Howard 101. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't Do you remember, remember this? that. Yeah, at some point we booked her to promote it, and she ended up being wilder than we thought. She was a 9-11 truther. Uh, and she uh, wanted to, you know, and it was like, wow, who knew? We didn't really know much about her except <laughs> Yantra and Tantra equals Mantra or whatever the hell that was. Mantra and Yantra creates Tantra. Yeah. And you're supposed to know what that means. It's somehow comforting, I guess. Um, her, well, see, her mantra. If you do know what that means, you're probably believing a lot of other stuff she says. Yeah. Her mantra yantra catchphrase actually became so popular that uh, it was used by a baseball announcer during the Tampa Bay Rays game, which thrilled me <laughs> to no end. You know, part of this whole calmer image, so to speak, of Matt Garza, Joe Madden really also thinks it might translate into a less stress on his arm and on his entire body. Joe was big in the mind-body connection. Your yin and your yang got to be together. <laughs> the 2-0 pitch. Fastball on the corner right there. The count, two balls, one strike. Always remember, Dave, mantra and yantra equals tantra. You know, I, don't, I don't, want, don't know what it means, but I heard someone say it once. What the what? The what? <laughs> Very important. Very important. <laughs> I forgot where my mantra went. <laughs> I love that clip because when he says that, that stupid horn that, they, that people blow into, that big giant tube, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Mantra and Yantra equals Tantra. Okay, bases loaded, no out. <laughs> Many people had a theory that that when when Paula died, her spirit went into that squirrel in Sal's backyard, and that was the squirrel staring at Sal. 